This is episode 36B of the Future Intelligent Leadership Podcast with guests Elisa Farrow and Charlene D'Amour. It's part of a special series of podcasts with chapter authors from the book, Leadership for the Future. Welcome back to the Future Intelligent Leadership Podcast. If you're interested in innovative wisdom and practical tools for leading in a complex, uncertain, and exponentially changing world, then this podcast is for you. Aloha and welcome to this episode of the Future Intelligent Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Mongan, co-founder of Haku Global. We're an organization dedicated to helping leadership navigate a complex, uncertain, and exponentially changing world, which is driven by a emerging tech future. So if you're interested in learning about Haku Global's future intelligent leadership training programs and how you can develop future intelligent leadership and scale that across your organization, then check us out at www.haku.global. Today I'm joined by Elisa Farrow and Charlene D'Amour. Both Elisa and Charlene are authors of chapters in the book, Leadership for the Future. And in today's episode, I'll be doing a brief interview with both of these authors. Elisa Farrow is the founder of About Your Transition, which was created to enable positive agency and adaptation. The organization has a proven track record in co-designing, assuring, and delivering transformational and transcontextual change in leaders, individuals, teams, organizations, and communities. She is also a PhD candidate exploring organizational adaptation implications and scenarios in the context of artificial intelligent futures. Our second guest today is Charlene D'Amour. For over 20 years, Charlene has been a public school teacher in Pennsylvania. Every day she touches the future as she teaches students in grades K to 12. In 2001, Dr. Moore began to learn the practice, the eight spiritual principles featured in her chapter, Mindful Leadership, Transform Yourself, Organization, and Society. The information in her chapter is a combination of these spiritual practices and concepts from sociology, organizational management, and leadership. Dr. Moore completed her PhD in August 2019 in the area of administration and leadership studies. Her research interests include reducing stigma in society and increasing the practices of mindful leadership and spiritual development. I hope you enjoy these interviews today with chapter authors from the book Leadership for the Future. Let's listen. Aloha, Lisa. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, we're talking about this new book that's out and we're the co-authors of. And I want to start just by asking you, what is, you know, what's a chapter and give us a little overview of that. Yeah, thank you very much, Tyler. Um, my uh, chapter is all about organizational adaptation for artificial intelligence futures. So I'm doing some research uh, at the moment as part of a doctoral um, piece of research, looking at the key principles for leaders from a futurist perspective. And um, my chapter basically outlines six key principles that came from a workshop I ran uh, a number of years ago at the uh, Asia Pacific Future. Um, network that occurred in Bangkok, Thailand. Mm. And the six key principles uh, related, first of all, leaders of the future need to be open to understanding what AI is, so AI friendly, uh, understanding AI's diversity and layered implications, be able to manage the emotional response uh, of, the, of yourself as a leader as well as mm. others, 
um, make sure that you might have to redefine some of the systemic structures within an organisational context. Um, make sure you have a different way of thinking about workforce design, um, where AI might actually be one of the workers of the future that you need to consider as headcount and um, start to build up different approaches to get greater, deeper participation. So my chapter outlines those six um, key principles and also provides some practical tools that leaders can apply. Thanks, that's a great overview. And it's a really interesting and I think very relevant topic, especially with uh, this emerging tech-driven future. AI is one of those things. And I think there's a lot of leaders out there that don't know what it is, um, or they're confused about how to use it in their organizations, or they're using it, but maybe not getting the results they want to, right? Mm -hmm. um, so tell us a little bit more, though, about why you think this topic is relevant to the title of the book, which is uh, Leadership for the Future. Mm. Well, for me, as a, as a futurist and someone who is really passionate about helping organizations um, be designed for not just a profit-driven motive, but but to be sustainable and to be considering broader, um, I, I guess, humanitarian and ecological type of directions and goals. Um, I think that um, leaders need to be really um, mindful of the decisions that they make today are going to actually have an impact on the future. And a lot of people um, and leaders that I interact with often have a short-term definition of what the future is. Mm. So for me, when I'm thinking of workplaces of the future, theoretically in the next um, few years and especially in the next 10 or so we might have whole sections of organizations that don't have any human um, involvement at all mm. um, and with the current pandemic situation that's impacting um, loads of segments um, well, all of us in in the world at the moment I think that there will be a, a greater safety driven um, decision about where where is it that perhaps a machine might be better to provide mm. a certain function uh, versus a human um, to, to keep humans perhaps more safe in, in very dangerous um, or uh, potentially risky type of positions. And I, I also see from a leadership perspective um, why this topic is so relevant is that leaders um, need to be able to understand not necessarily the programming algorithms underpinning AI, but to at least be able to feel that they can put confidence in um, some of the original programming so that if they're getting informed by AI to make better decisions, that they can mm. trust um, the information coming through. Mm. So great. it is a relevant process. Yeah. Yeah, very relevant. I think very, it's it's very new too. I mean, even, although AI has been around a while and uh, it's it's in a part of our life right now, even if we're aware of it or not, um, but mm -hmm. it's just going to become more, right? And um, and there's a lot of things to think about with that. If you're a leader in an organization, mm -hmm. not only the uh, the business side of it, but also the human side of it as well. Mm -hmm. and, Definitely. And to close up, um, what is one key takeaway you would like people to get either from the chapter in your book, uh, in the book that you wrote, or just in general from the research you're doing? Yeah, I think well, one of the, the biggest pieces that I, I would love leaders to take away is the fact that we know that change 
can be quite emotionally challenging for people, psychologically challenging. Um, and I really think that leaders need to be able to work on their own um, emotional awareness and emotional intelligence processes, because as the changes come thicker and faster uh, in the future, um, I think those relational um, skills and the ability to, to listen, um, empathise and, and, and kindly um, work with people is, is something that I think leaders need to pay particular attention to. And for some leaders who are used to sort of more structured approaches, mm. um, that might be a little bit familiar or they might think it's a little bit soft, but it's actually one of the hardest skills to master is that sort of warmer um, mm. ability to empathise and, and work directly with people who may be emotionally and psychologically struggling through the change. And mm. leaders too will be mm. emotionally struggling with the change if they're theoretically replaced by uh, AI in the future. Mm -hmm. um, that will also be a bit of a personal um, challenge to their own uh, sense of self. So that would probably be the primary takeaway. Yeah, it's and it's so real and relevant. I mean, I know an organisation one of their executives is actually an AI, right? I mean, mm. it's actually helping to make decisions for the company. It's one of the key decision makers. Um, yeah. And, and I, I can't imagine being in the room there and, 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 <laughs> and in that process, because I think there's a lot that goes on that's really making you question a lot of things, you know, as a, as a mm. human, you know, and having to um, accept that input in that way yep. as like an equal. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the latest um, pieces of research that I'm doing at the moment is looking at five different operating models of the future. And mm. one of them is around that um, more sort of uh, e equality in the workplace and uh, as, a, as a sort of middle middle area and, and mm. where you treat your AI as you would your other human colleague and, and mm. some people that is, um, that is going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Elisa. I really appreciate you sharing uh, your insights and also the information about the chapter in the book. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay, welcome, Charlene. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, we're talking about this new book that we're both co-authors in called Leadership for the Future. And I'd love to hear you know, the title of your chapter and a little overview of what you share. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you for this opportunity to speak about my um, chapter and also just the opportunity to meet you and also learn a little bit about your work and interest and research interests. So uh, my chapter is entitled Mindful Leadership, Transform Yourself, Organization and Society. And the focus of my chapter is uh, I start out first with a small review of each of the uh, different uh, leadership theories that mindful leadership, I feel, can supplement and enhance. And those leadership um, theories are mindful. I First, I define mindful leadership, and then I define spiritual leadership, and I speak about how mindful leadership is the um, more awareness and practice and implementation of spiritual leadership. And then I define transformational leadership. And I, I um, define that using Burns's model of transformational leadership. And um, by acting mindfully, a transformational leader 
can um, use their charisma and positive energy to guide followers to practice mindfulness at work and also in their personal lives. Then I speak about and define servant leadership. And I um, write about how mindful leadership can enhance servant leadership. And then um, the other two areas are authentic leadership and ethical leadership. And so after those short um, overviews of those different leadership styles, I then move into um, speaking about micro level spiritual development where um, you're focusing on the leader, the leader is focusing on themselves and how their um, own spiritual journey informs their leadership style. And I also um, give suggestions about how people at different life stages can implement um, mindful leadership in their, um, at their life stage that they're at. Mm. Uh, and also how like workplace spirituality and spiritual anchors can enhance a person's leadership style. That's great. It sounds like um, a very interesting chapter. Thank you. And then, so that's, I kind of give an overview at the mesal level of mm. organizational culture and symbolic interactionism. And then um, I expand that into the macro level of society and how um, in a postmodern society, um, organizations are blending uh, between organizations and also an individual's personal life blends in with the organizational organization life. Hmm. And so because of that blending, we, I feel, are at a critical um, point in um, human society right now where we have the opportunity to inf infuse spiritual development and spiritual growth in our organizations. That's great. Yeah. And I think really relevant right now too, because of the fact that remote work is a big part of our lives. So a lot of people's lives and their work lives are, are meshed together and they don't know how to separate the two. And so that could be a challenge, but it could be an opportunity, right? Yes. So uh, well, the title of the book is Leadership for the Future. And so it'd be interesting to hear one, why you think that topic is important, but also how your work um, or your chapter addresses that topic. Yes, I, I think, as I said, this is a very critical point in human society where because of our growth, our technological growth right now um, that has taken place in the past hundred years and will continue to take place in the future and the rapid speed of technology, technological growth, um, everything is, um, first of all, your old structures of society are decaying. You see that in um, different, first of all, your, your different um, borders between organizations are collapsing and blending. Also between different societies and different nation states. Mm. Um, and so as those old structures collapse or um, dissolve, we have the opportunity to build new structures and, uh, and, and envision new ways of being in the world. Mm. And perhaps give up some of our old ways of fighting and division and egocentric um, um, 
society and growth and um, thinking all about me <laughs> and all about my company or all about my um, nation and then saying, no, we are all on planet Earth. We need to try to work together and develop um, at a pace that is uh, allows for all of us to rise together and to survive on Earth, especially in the next 100, 200 years. It's going to be very critical that we're focused on survival as a human species. Hmm. And so in my chapter, I, I um, the way the way I see it fitting into this more futuristic idea is because I'm I'm um, hypothesizing what could be possible if you have individuals pushing their organizations in a more spiritually developed um, manner mm. using various spiritual practices and infusing those into organizations where you're you're trying to bring that into a societal level. That's great. Yeah, I think it's it's really important too, uh, as we think as I think about it from my own work too, is that you know with the technology, uh, you can make huge impacts and make things change very fast. And so because of that, you have to be more conscious of what you're doing, right? Because a hundred years ago, the impact that one person could have uh, was a lot smaller, or even one organization. You know, maybe in their in their area of you know their town, they could impact it, but but global impact was harder, but now it's, it, it's, um, it can happen so fast and it can be very dangerous if you're not aware of, you know, the first, second, third order impacts of what you're doing. And I think what you're saying is, you know, if we need to be more conscious uh, as individuals and then drive that consciousness into our organizations, is that correct? Yes, very much so. Yeah, that's great. And what is one uh, key takeaway from your chapter or your, your work and research that you would like to uh, leave for future leaders? So um, to speak to that, I would like to emphasize that first of all, spiritual development is accessible to anyone. It's, mm. it's not something you have to like be specially trained in. You can actually start you know, today and start to put the practices into place. And um, the, the um, eight, spiritual practices I emphasize mm. in my chapter um, are be here now is the first kind of key one to make yourself aware of your present state. Mm -hmm. Then um, practicing kindness towards yourself, others, um, and especially even your enemies to try to look in a non-judgmental way at other people and other living um, organisms that, that are around us. Mm -hmm. um, the next spiritual principle is to develop an attitude of gratitude, um, to develop patience and tolerance, to um, practice acceptance of self, others, and also of your situation. Mm -hmm. Also to develop compassion, forgiveness, and love. And um, many of these spiritual practices have been repeated by many, many other people. And um, maybe like different, some people have focused on, you know, practicing gratitude or practicing uh, forgiveness. But I, in this model that I learned, I, I um, learned them as, you know, these are the core spiritual practices to try to develop. Mm -hmm. And so 
over the years, I've focused on different ones and then come back and visit them as I grow more spiritual. And it's an ongoing practice, never ending, and hopefully just striving to become a better version of yourself each day. Great, and I realize like other people are also doing the same thing, <laughs> either consciously or unconsciously. They're all, you know, working on that. But um, many people maybe do not practice it consciously. And so mm. one of the things I'm trying to emphasize is that mindfulness, bring it, bring it forward, being mindful of trying to have more patience in a situation, trying to um, be more forgiving, more loving, more compassionate, trying to be mindful as a leader in those, um, in those um, practices each day. That's great. Like you said, I think a lot of people are already doing those things. They're not conscious of it, or they just need to do more of it maybe. And that's, it's just that simple, uh, but it's not easy because you have to do it every day and you have to do it consistently. And the other thing is to realize um, there, there are um, big structural changes that need to take place in our society and that leaders hopefully will, you know, as they're leading, try to help make society move in a more forward direction um, because there are may, many structural um, problems in society that need to be addressed and the spiritual practices are not saying like ignore these and just kind of go off by yourself um, mm -hmm. in a in a cave somewhere you're not um, really impacting the the world in that way as as much mm. as um, as a leader you could be trying to see the, see the structural problems that exist and then say, okay, how can I make a difference to try to fix that problem? That's great, Charlene. Thank you so much for your time, for sharing uh, the information about your chapter. Um, I look forward and to reading I it really myself. I really appreciate your, your, um, the opportunity that you provided me for this. Thank great. you so much. Aloha. Thank you for joining us today on the Flowcast. To get a summary of today's dialogue, Find out more about today's guests, listen to previous episodes, or discover more about Haku Global's neuroscience-based Futures Intelligent Leadership programs or customized strategic foresight and innovation sprints, visit us at www.haku.global. At Haku Global, we believe it is time for more Futures Intelligent Leadership. The future is something we need to think more intelligently and feel more deeply about so we can collaborate to discover today's solutions for future problems. If you are in a leadership role and need support or training to scale futures intelligence across your organization, then contact us at Haku Global. This is your host, Tyler Mongan, and until next time, have a preferred and conscious future. Aloha.